Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast. Hosted by myself, Shay. Joined as always by my co-host, Henry. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We got a fun episode. How's it going, Henry? It's going well. Very happy to be here. Another year. I was thinking about last year at this time. Mm -hmm. We weren't really burned out, but we were struggling to come up with episode topics, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we overcame it. It was no problem. But... (laughs) It was really a tough he holiday said, season. We were struggling, but it was no big deal. We fought through. We just kind of, it wasn't like we were in a dry spell of content or anything, but we kind of just felt ourselves doing three episodes that were very similar, and that didn't feel very good. But that's okay. But this year, way better. This way year's happier. been light work. Yeah, Easy. No, no doubt. <laughs> and we got another fun one. Today we're celebrating. The holidays are among us, and we want to take the opportunity to share some of our favorite things about Apex, uh, and from starting with the most rare and alluring heirlooms, and that's kind of something that we've been asked to talk about a long time. We haven't done it yet, so it's kind of a fun little holiday topic. Maybe there will be a gift or two involved, but I'm excited to talk about you know most powerful things in the game, heirlooms, all this kind of fun good in apex but before we do that if you want your question answered leave it in the form of a five-star review in apple pods it will make sure it gets on the show also i have to let you know again that in january we're having our first ever private apex server it's going to be awesome invite will be for patrons only links in the description for that date is set at january 28th we're super pumped there's going to be prizes it's going to be fun we're going to be in there. We don't know how many crazy things we're going to do, but we're going to try to do them all. So yep. don't miss out. It's going to be a blast. And we've been waiting a long time. Yes, yes, yes. And so exciting. And maybe for this kind of event, we have to cop a nice exclusive item in case anyone wants to watch us perform. So the question of the day is an heirloom for the holidays, you know, since it's Christmas. And as of the release of the episode, uh, we haven't gotten heirlooms on PC. So the question is going to be, if you were to get an heirloom, which one would you get? Let's talk about them a little bit. People really want to hear our opinions on all of them and kind of get some sort of rankings. I don't think we're going to rank them from like best to worst because we like them all in some way, shape or form. But what do you think? What's your first impression? So if I were to roll shards... It would be pretty difficult to pull away from getting Gibraltars. Yes. And this is things That's you've your said in the past. Mm-hmm. If you have a main, you should really do that. Mm-hmm. And it's just practical because mm-hmm. it's what you're going to see the most. But more importantly, if you try to do something flashy and do something like a Mirage Heirloom, you're mm-hmm. probably going to really regret it because you won't play a whole lot of Mirage unless Mirage is your main. Um, but even if you like, you always end up regretting it if you go to ranked yeah, grind. Yeah. Like that's the You're other gonna thing. Gonna regret it, and that's what you don't want to do because they're mm-hmm. so rare and so mm-hmm. awesome that if you get something so cool, you want to be able to see it. So I ha- I have to go with Gibraltar. Okay. Well, outside of Gibby, though, wh- which one's the coolest to you? Is if you couldn't get Gibraltar, how about that? If you couldn't get Gibraltar mm-hmm. or you got two for whatever reason, what's number two? Because looking at the list. 
I mean, unless you're, I could see you saying Rampart if you wanted to go with like a second main, but I'm curious as to if there's another one that just stands out as being the coolest to you. Yeah, I mean, Rampart really speaks to me because I Mm -hmm. love bubblegum and I like (laughs) Rampart a lot, but it really is just a wrench. Like, yeah, yeah, isn't a a home run. And I wish they could have done a little bit more in the design. to make it cooler like you could even make it a cool little like paintball gun in and of itself like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just a little bit more or more tools and sparky stuff because it's yep. a little too simple but if it couldn't be gibraltar we've talked about bloodhound just being such a clean awesome heirloom but coolest in terms of design i think octanes is really really cool just it ties in the character it ties in the lore mm-hmm. it's really cool on the inspects and it's a blade but it's a really cool blade so i, I really like octane's heirloom from yeah. a, a coolness standpoint i you know i two of my favorites are ones that people actually don't tend to like i really do love mirages and watsons i love the uniqueness that comes with them that's something i really do look for in an heirloom and yeah, those aren't my most played legends, and I don't know if I would end up pulling the trigger on them, but I just need to give them a shout out because I really do think they're cool. If I'm choosing one, it is hard for me because I don't have a well-defined main on this list that has an heirloom. I play so much Valk right now, essentially, that I don't have a lot of time for other folks. So when I go to choose it, I do have to look at the coolness a little bit more. And I think the one, like, I think a dark horse and a sleeper, one that I would probably end up grabbing as of right now, and maybe it's the Titanfall nerdiness in me, but the Bangalore pilot knife, I really enjoy playing her now, which is a big switch up that came this season. And I do love that heirloom connecting back to Titanfall. And hopefully we see the story of it in an upcoming stories from the Outlands and it gets even cooler, but it's a good one. It's a cool one. And it- she has really cool inspects of kind of juggling it around, kind of like Octane's heirloom, but with a knife instead mm-hmm. of a, a butterfly kind of deal. The other cool one that I think that I would never buy ever for ethical reasons is Revenants. It is ethical really reasons. cool. It, I'm like, I'm not going to submit to the dark side and play Rev, but... I think from an heirloom coolness standpoint, the scythe is pretty epic and mm-hmm. it's it's really cool. Just the inspects are pretty neat, but just the design of it, it's so large and scary. And Caustic's hammer is cool, but if I were to go for one of the two, I'd definitely go with Revenants um, just because it's epic. Who do you who do you think's at the bottom of the barrel? Like right now, like who, what's the one that you're like, even if you mained them, you're not really sure if you would buy them. The the one that stands out for me is Pathfinder. Like the boxing gloves, one, they're like the only heirloom that actually somewhat blocks your screen a little bit while you play. The animations are okay, but the inspects like nothing special or anything. And and they're just boxing gloves in the end, kind of. They're not like super like flashy or anything. Yeah, those earlier heirlooms that don't have the same sort of design finesse are definitely on the chopping block. I think Pathfinders is pretty cool. I'm sad okay. that it gets such a bad rap. Um, 
just because it's unique. You know, it's not a blade and it yes, speaks to his true. lore and they're kind of cool and cartoony. I think the digital like animations that reflect what's on his chest is a pretty cool design choice. But I think the bottom are probably between list. those originals. Like Lifelines is pretty undervalued, I'd say. Um, yeah. I think that's a fair point. I, I do like the OG Wraith one. It's the only heirloom I had on Xbox just because I think it's got the classic, like it's got the nice lightning animation and I do like the inspects even though people are kind of begging for more. But I think spinning it around and how you're able to run with it and constantly change directions. Plus it's like the, it's the OG knife at least. Like there's lore behind that in a way that there's not really with the shock sticks per se. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that Wraiths is pretty dang cool just because of the melee animation that I don't think gets portal. enough credit. Mm-hmm. Every time you melee, there's a little mini portal at the tip of the knife, and that is epic. I, I like that blows that's way cooler than spinning, if you ask me. <laughs> so I think that's really awesome. Um But yeah, those are some cool heirlooms. What do you think? Which heirloom do you think has the best inspects? If you were to discuss, are we that? talking like the generic inspect or like the rare ones? Like when All you get that, okay, yeah, like I, th- like the one that I like stands out to me and would be the absolute like my favorite one to get a kill with would be the rare mirage pork chop, like melee slash inspect kind of thing. But more in general, like if we're just talking like purely inspects. Gibraltar seeing the shield I think that's really cool like no other heirloom does anything like that and that's awesome to me it's really cool I have to agree I think that Gibraltar probably takes the cake in terms of our opinion on the best inspect um Mirage I think also has across the board good inspects I think it's really cool how there's like confetti and Mm -hmm. kind of all these sort of components that come out of the trophy i think it's very very undervalued in terms of the inspects but i have to say another one that people seem to be disappointed with watson's heirloom has really cool inspects Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. having a creature tamagotchi is really really cool to you know interact with as an heirloom and then having the nessie like doll come alive and it's Mm -hmm. huge that's awesome like Mm -hmm. That is a really cool heirloom, and it's sad to me that people are disappointed. And the sentiment seems like, oh, this is our lot in life. Watson's better be happy with anything. This is a really cool heirloom. It's unique. It's got electricity on the melee, Mm -hmm. great inspects, Nessie galore. Like, this is better than you think. Yeah. How about um, in terms of looking at the heirlooms and the inspects i think one interesting note is that every main is pretty happy with the heirloom for the most part like mirage mains love the heirlooms watson mains totally. really like the heirlooms like, even if, even if they are not liked by the general community which one do you think is the most rare heirloom though yeah. in terms of like whether you see it or in game currently because i think that's an interesting one i can definitely say the wraiths is the least rare um, first one makes sense like yeah makes sense that uh that's at the top popularity wise and uh heirloom release wise least 
popular, most rare. <laughs> He's thinking the brains are the gears are turning in his head. What does he say? I'll first point out that I think that Bangalore's heirloom is probably up there in terms of volume because that collection event was, was a record. The mm-hmm. most popular collection event of Apex history. Why? Do not know, but <laughs> it was. And so I think that one is kind of like a sleeper in terms of, I bet it's in the top five of most Like most popular. Owned, mm-hmm. Which is odd, but I think that's true. Least, I don't know. You have to think about mains. Rampart and Watson are probably competing head to head. I think Rampart could be, you know, the least popular. But among mains, I think Lifeline is probably overlooked as well. Yeah. Well, I think Rampart came out, though, during a pretty popular time. Mm-hmm. So I do think that like that kind of leads on the buff to yep. really get people to pull the trigger. Exactly. Like so they really doubled down on her in that mm-hmm. way. So I think there's there could be some solid ownership still, despite the lack yeah. of playing. I think the one that people might say is Gibraltar. But I do think there's such a strong ranked and pro Gibraltar kind of core player base and that the people that are then maining Gibraltar are people that tend to grind the game a ton. And those people tend to be the ones that get heirlooms. So I think there's probably like a pretty strong percentage of like Gibraltar mains to heirloom owners, if that makes any sense. Totally. Totally theoretical. But I think potentially the most rare is the Mirage one. And I think that could be due to the fact that he's kind of always been at the bottom and hasn't really ever had his moment of hype per se. His collection event was a little underwhelming as well in terms of things. We don't have a Mirage stories from the Outlands. Like he is a fan favorite, but there's not a lot of people that play him already. And then there wasn't like a boost ever in his popularity around heirloom time. And the only town takeover to get removed. Yeah. So catching L's. Let's look forward, though. Let's look forward, though. Looking at the next Legends, most anticipated ones. We were looking forward to Watson for a while. There were some crazy cool concepts. She was kind of towards the top of our list. But now that we've gotten hers, who's next up that you're waiting to see? We have such an epic list of the Legends that have heirlooms to come out. We have Crypto, Seer, Valkyrie, Ash, Horizon, Loba, and Fuse. Mm Mm-hmm. I think each one of those, the bar is set very high. I don't think these folks are getting a knife. I don't think anybody on here is getting a knife. There's so yeah. much like scientific, artistic mm-hmm. background to these that I just think you're going to see really awesome heirlooms coming from each of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for Valk because I'm playing her a ton right now. And so I'd love to have an excuse to get an heirloom for her. But the one I am like, have been looking forward to for a long time because I mained her so early when she came out is Loba. And in large part because her staff is kind of like that obvious kind of like function of like, oh, people were just saying like, oh, she has a staff that'll be her heirloom down the line. But we've seen that people like items people carry in their lore don't double as their heirlooms if they're used for other abilities and such in the past already. So I'm really curious what they do with her because I don't think we really have like an inkling of an idea of what it's going to be. Is it going to be burglary? Burglary? 
related? Like, is she mm-hmm. going to have a lock pick or something like super fancy or something like that? I don't know. She also has a teleporting bracelet, though, so she doesn't need to pick a ton of locks, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, Lobas, I'm really fascinated about. And I think it's one that has been worked on, at least. I think they've started working on Lobas oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, and it's sad that you and I are both anticipating Valks because I think she's at the bottom of the list right now yeah. in terms of heirloom design, just order-wise. Crypto, I think, will likely come next because we think there's been work done already. There's thoughts of a buff coming out. They've kind of followed this pattern of Rampart buff heirloom, Watson buff heirloom, mm-hmm. crypto buff is confirmed happening. Yep. So maybe an heirloom. So confident with that. But Loba's right there behind. And mm-hmm. that's pretty exciting. I don't just want to mention everybody. But Horizons <laughs> but... could be so cool. <laughs> and Fuses could be so cool. I mean, Fuse? it would be awesome. Cool. Golden have, Grenade, maybe? Golden Grenade, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know, they normally don't do things like that. But yeah. having an heirloom that had an explosive feature inspect would be, be cool epic like that's just such a cool animation um ash already has an heirloom and it's so cool pulling Mm -hmm. out her phase dash blade is just incredibly cool i Mm -hmm. think that that's the most fun thing about her kit if you ask me no doubt she's she's awesome but yeah i think we got a lot of good heirlooms we got some good heirlooms this has turned into the heirloom episode what do you guys think? What do, I want to know what the fans think. Should we spend some money to get our first heirlooms on PC? What would it take for you to spend some money to get your heirloom on PC? What would you do? I I'm want Apex like, to be around. So if, I if it invest. means I got to invest, I will invest. Um, you know, I, I've opened a lot of packs on the Xbox, no heirloom. I've now mm-hmm. opened over 200 packs on the PC. So I'm a 40% chance already gone of getting one. I don't know. I don't think it would cost me a whole lot to go crazy on getting shards. I'm not going to buy a collection event because I just want the shards mm-hmm. to get Gibraltars. So I don't know really what it looks like, but my arm could be twisted. Well, if you want to twist the arm, hop over into the Discord, add us. Maybe we'll make a video out of it if enough people ask. But let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it in the holiday spirit and ask the question, what's good in Apex Legends? Outside of obviously the great art, the characters, the lore, all that kind of stuff. What's good in Apex yeah. right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really that comes down to what's the meta? And for those of you that don't know, meta is actually an acronym that stands for mm-hmm. the most effective tactic available. So it's, you know, more than just what's good it's kind of the most effective mm-hmm. the most simply good. <laughs> simply put we're in an ar meta which is maybe the first time that it's been that way strangely enough marksmen's and smgs are not in their strongest state in apex history after the g7 was sadly packed and the prowler nerf post pack also kind of took down the smgs a little bit in their overpowered state some mm-hmm. may say. Um, sure, the Volt and the car are great, as well as the shotguns this season. They're really solid. But the ARs, the R301, Flatline, Hemlock, and even the Havoc do absolute work 
and season 11. There's and, no question in that. And the map, I think, does play mm-hmm. a part in that as well. Like the SMGs and shotguns just haven't been as effective on Stormpoint because of the longer lines of sight and huge POIs that kind of dominate this area. So it hasn't made a ton of sense to run your R99 when you could be running an R301. And so maybe... Yeah. We'll talk about the second split and they make a little bit more of an appearance. But for sure, as of now, we are looking at ARs and marksmen's really dominating things. Yeah. And finally, on like a weapon standpoint, Mm -hmm. please listen to the numbers when it comes to the Rampage. The most powerful weapon in the game, period. Charge it, carry it, use it. It is the best. I base my entire playstyle around this weapon and get great results so please heed the warning that the rampage is good no doubt it's freaking dominant right now it's so good i mean we just talked about it on wednesday in terms of like being useful as a first buy in arenas mm-hmm. still the gun's amazing like it's absolutely dominant like i don't want to call it a crutch we never use like the the word crutch for guns but it is meta, and so it is the most effective version right now of playing Apex if you just want to purely get wins and light people up. Totally. Legend-wise, if we're talking about meta, mm-hmm. Valk is finally being recognized. You know, We called it out right as she was released. The strongest overall legend ever added to mm-hmm. the game. Like we said, it's finally getting a lot of substantial traction, which is really great to see. She found that perfect balance of like being really good, but not being so incredibly popular that she found herself getting nerfed, which is obviously what happened with Seer, unfortunately, and Horizon to an extent as well. So she's towed that line very well. And then I think the lack of jump towers just amplified everyone to give her a shot and they realized, oh wait, the passive's really good. Oh wait, the tactical's really good. I'm super excited to kind of monitor her pick rate uh, going into the second split and seeing if like in ranked lobbies, if anything shifts with jump towers being reintroduced, I hope they don't. I still love Valk and I love playing Valk in the urban settings more than anything else. I think she's going to maintain her popularity. I think Mm -hmm. she's just so good and we'll see. I mean, it could get to a point where she needs a nerf of some sort yeah. honestly i mean we haven't really had that sort of perspective from the balancing team for the last six months but mm-hmm. it's possible because she's so powerful and popular no doubt 100 percent. secondly gibraltar remains a powerhouse for those patient enough to learn the gun shield and the bubble timing um, just look at pro play 100% pick rate, only legend that's doing that, like 100%, 99% pick rate, is how you win games in yeah. a large way, shape, and form. Yeah, definitely how you win games, but also an amazing way to get kills in KP. Yeah, I mean, no having the 1v1 skill of a bubble gun shield combo and then an airstrike, solid across the board. There's, It's not just, oh, Gibraltar's the end game legend for the pros, he really has strengths in each phase of the game, which mm-hmm. we've talked about. Octane, still the most popular um, legend in the game, followed by the the crew, Wraith, Bloodhound, and Pathfinder, which all together are likely the most fun to play and have mm-hmm. very simple, well-designed kits that are, I think are very approachable. Um, so really safe bets as well. Those are nice and easy ones. I'm glad Path's still popular, despite maybe the 
slightly underwhelmingness he's had, at least in our minds, as people that have just been playing him forever and now are comparing him to all the new folks coming into the game. Yeah. And that now, a public service announcement. <laughs> Please use care package weapons. Please. So mm-hmm. We never, we should never see Spitfires, G7s, and even alternators left in open care packages. That just should not happen. We don't discuss their numbers on the show, really ever, because one, they are rare, and mm-hmm. two, they are so incredibly more powerful than any weapon you're using that it's just a no-brainer. Any mm-hmm. legend, any map, any time, you should use a care package weapon. It breaks my heart. I mean, I'm happy cleaning up all the scraps and using sure. all of them, but it's crazy. You'd think, you know, the G7, Marksman, people don't want to change up their play style. You should, but I don't just see G7s. I see all of them left mm-hmm. except the Kraber, mm-hmm. and it's bad. It's You're really shooting yourself in the foot. There's been times where it was acceptable to leave a care package gun in the care package. Look at the Mastiff a long, long time ago in a galaxy mm-hmm. far, far away. That's not the case now. It hasn't been the case recently at all. And yeah, they're all incredible. When I see an alt- alternator left inside the care package, I know I got an easy squad wipe on a team because they don't know how to play the game. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> it's harsh, but true. Like, do not do this. Even if you have a fully kitted R301, you should drop it for an alternator. Like, no it is worth it. Mm-hmm. Especially when you got a full team. There's got to yeah, be someone on your please. team that can make use of the gun. Do not leave them. Um, but what's the most fun in Apex? So if we talk about the meta, what's good, what's fun? Yeah. I mean, it's a good question because I think there's the balance between winning and then like just kind of maybe playing crazy and which one is more enjoyable. I know for you, you kind of lead towards the win, like winning is where the enjoyment comes. I think I tell the line a little bit more, but I still lean towards the winning side. What's the most fun in Apex, though? Winter Express. And it ain't even close. <laughs> Pretty much. We go hard on Winter Express. It'll be sad to see it go. Um, but like you said, I like to win. And so mm-hmm. I pick the legends and the weapons that set me up for that. But Fuse is super, super fun. I'm really enjoying his kit. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty basic, though. Like I, I am the... I enjoy mobility. Mobility is how I have a lot of fun in Apex. And to do that effectively, I want to pick whoever kind of the most meta legend is that's mobile at the time, which is why I've been saying I've been playing a lot of Valk recently. That's why I played Pathfinder for so long. That's how I enjoy Apex. So I do kind of like toe the line of like, oh, I enjoy the fun legends of abilities, at least for me. Like for Henry saying Fuse is incredibly fun. Like I think Fuse is an awesome time as well. I enjoy flying more than explosives, but I think there's totally a great perspective to be able to enjoy the other side of things as well. So as for me, mobility is fun in Apex. I'm pretty basic in that way. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the best things about Apex is the fact that you have the legends. Mm-hmm. You really, it is hard to get bored in Apex just because- no if you're feeling kind of in a in a absence of content or something exciting, pick a new legend. And there mm-hmm. are so many fun legends to try and just play completely different play styles with. So that's something that's very fun. How about weapons? What about weapons? What ones do you have yeah. fun with? Like we we talk about we just had one of our awesome play sessions with the Patreon and we talked about the bow. 
being like mm-hmm. just this incredibly fun gun that is so unique in the game. I'm like the archery nerd. If you're on the video, I got the Hawkeye poster up behind me right now. Enjoying that show. The bow's an absolute blast and such a satisfying kill with the bow in terms of just like the sound and the feel of it that you don't get out of all these other weapons. So that's that's another fun weapon. But anything else that stands out to you? The bow is super fun. I really mm-hmm. enjoy using it. And it's not just for jokes. Like no. it does really solid damage to both head and body. Mm-hmm. It has a great rate of fire. Having no reload means you can pretty much sustain fire forever. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's not super popular means you can get arrows pretty easily. And the fact that your arrows can be recycled after hitting an enemy, knocking, eliminating, getting them from the death box. There's a lot of good reasons to use the weapon. Um, I definitely want the two to four to be added, Yep. but uh, I've made my thoughts heard. Nobody listens though. <laughs> Nobody listens to HP. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. There's so many fun weapons to talk mm-hmm. about. Mozambique, I think, is a ton of fun. Totally. Um, up close. Kramer. Kramer's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, devotion. Do not forget the devotion is extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. And if you get a turbocharger, you have to use it no matter what. Um, because it's it's incredible. The hip fire is ridiculous. And hip fire in, with any gun is going to give you a huge leg up so use that please that's what's good in apex legends and before we get into the rest of the episode though here's a word from our sponsors welcome back so let's talk about it we're flipping back to world's edge for the second rank split what's the meta going to look like what's the shift from storm point to world's edge and what's unique about world's edge that we should remind our listeners and reshare essentially yeah i think that it's important to note that grinding through the early ranks on world's edge is the easiest out of all four maps Um, and that's essentially due to west and east fragment being a hot drop and Mm -hmm. an actual legitimately popular place to land you can secure your kp very quickly and consistently match to match and then just having that high concentration of players in one mega poi it's unlike any other map so that is so unique and there's more elements that affect how this split's going to be different than any other ranked map it it truly does shift how you play and it's wild in terms of how that one poi controls the entire game which is something if you came to the game recently and you only have ever played really storm point ranked you're going to realize that ranked world's edge is a lot different in that way it is a total i mean at least until you get up to like diamond it's a total just like free for all essentially there before you kind of play more the strategic ranked style that we're all used to yeah that's 100 percent true and before we get into kind of the meta tactics um Mm -hmm. i bet you that in the future people will think back to season 11 and consider it the best ranked experience to date i think Mm -hmm. that it probably won't get any better than this honestly we have the best maps in rotation for ranked most balanced legends and weapons at this point in time and the rp system really favors the ranked grinders Mm -hmm. i'm not saying anything too controversial there but it really inspires you to play aggressively play for the win 
get a lot of ranked points. And so this is the golden age. Don't don't forget it. It doesn't get any better than this. The only thing we would have, I think, is obviously either another map somewhere down the line that falls into this category and makes for another great season or an updated storm point with world's edge again and the crypto buff maybe that yeah. like brings everybody a little bit more together but the odds of all that happening are very slim at this happening at the same time and so that's why i think you're totally right like this is going to be one to definitely remember and i don't think we're getting a map like world's edge ever again i don't think we're getting it so definitely important to to point that out for everybody that's playing and doesn't want to miss out Let's talk about the legends and some of the weapons, though, that we'll be using for this for this specific map, essentially. Yeah. So outside of just talking about the hot drop, World's Edge has Lava City, Skyhook, and Fragment that just offer such unique gameplay style. And we've referenced it time and time again, that this allows for legends like Watson, Caustic, and Rampart to really be at their strongest which Mm -hmm. we can't really say on other maps. So that's a major, major change. No doubt. But if we were to talk about the World's Edge top team compositions, I think we're going to look at the number one being Gibraltar, Valkyrie, and Bloodhound. Mm -hmm. Honestly, this is a pretty aggressive team composition in many ways, but it allows you the flexibility to both rotate, get information, and then close fights pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I think it's the strongest. It's very hard to replace Gibraltar on a team. Valkyrie is so, so strong. And Bloodhound, even though hasn't been in the limelight recently and, you know, doesn't have those free assist points uh, Mm -hmm. as days have gone by, so beneficial to the team. Such a strong ultimate. And there just isn't a better legend at honestly playing gunplay support in order to quickly get KP. Mm-hmm. I think the only like legend that we'll look at that could get rotated into this core is Octane for the kind of shorter rotations, essentially, in the later games. Those quick pads onto other people is a big staple of some of the end games at World's Edge. But I think if you play to the comp correctly, you can definitely maximize with this top one. But that's the only other legend I see really rotating in. Maybe the Wraith players for like the upper levels that truly do live and die by the portal. Not 100% what we would recommend. But uh, yeah, I think this is an incredibly strong strong team comp. And Gibraltar on World's Edge is a recipe for success. Yeah. Octane in this urban environment is really strong as well. Just being able to take second floor, third floor, rooftops, Mm -hmm. really strong. And so quickly um, is really what it comes down to. Valk can get it done, but Octane... Lower barrier of entry, easier to use. A team composition that kind of revolves around Octane would probably be Octane, Revenant, and Caustic. Revenant! Um, <laughs> it's, it's quite good. And being able to activate it effectively is a decent strategy. But you have to be cautious and ranked to not full send with the Revtane um, and do anything risky. But that's mm-hmm. where the Caustic kind of comes in play, where you have the Caustic to protect the death totem to Mm -hmm. kind of take those calculated risks quickly. Octane pad has been nerfed. Thankfully, the audio is very much uh, Mm -hmm. a blessing, Mm -hmm. but this is still a very effective, viable strategy and team composition. 
Yeah, I love Caustic on World's Edge. One of my mm-hmm. favorite champs on this map, and I absolutely adore playing him. I think he just suits it very well with being able to play to the defensive advantages of this map, but also not having some of the offensive limitations of another defensive legend like Watson, and you can still use him very aggressively here successfully. Yeah, I mean, you mained Caustic Season 5 on yeah. World's Edge mm-hmm. hard. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know your exact stats, but I would say what I think. And some people would say you're a caustic main based on the <laughs> amount of kills you have. That was that was one of my best seasons. No yeah. doubt about it. That was one of my best seasons in a while. And that was also, I mean, it, it did double with the most played of any season of Definitely. all time, which helps. But yeah, caustic was a season five. Caustic was an absolute joy. <laughs> um, You know. Based off the popularity and also the strength of Watson being on World's Edge, it's important to call out, how could you create a team composition around her for ranked? Pairing Watson and Crypto, I think, is a pretty cool idea just because Crypto is so good at getting the Survey Beacon location and then being able to poke out of the Watson nest is a really cool thing with the EMP. And then you tack in Gibraltar to kind of give that open space mobility because both Crypto and Watson don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't really want to rush them into a fight because they don't have great gunplay skills. So instead of having like Crypto or Valkyrie to help push along the Watson, you don't really want her to do that. You want to safely and securely move your Watson and Crypto pair across into the final ring. I mean, the risk with this comp is can you get to the final part? Obviously, like maybe Valk helps you do that more. But I think Gibraltar and Crypto offer such a great advantage in that Crypto, you can obviously you need a beacon with Watson so you can go play ahead. But you also can double and be able to still provide intel while defensed up, essentially, which is not normal for these recon legends, essentially, uh, to do so at a constant basis. And Gibraltar is a great legend for this comp because Watson and Crypto both don't have in-fight abilities per se. There's some great Watson players that do some crazy stuff, so I don't want to like say it's like with an absolute certainty. But Gibraltar allows the entire team to bubble fight, and if your team practices that, you can turn two legends that don't have abilities into ones that can maximize with the rest of your team if you can all bubble fight successfully. Which is something that like the Valk or the Wraith, the people that can like move the Watsons and the Cryptos, don't get to do. So it's a little bit of a pull and push in terms of like what you want to go for. But I think this is a great option, no doubt. Yeah, the bubble acting as a combat support mm-hmm. element for the entire team is a really good thing to highlight. Um, also, just because we mentioned Watson, Caustic, and Rampart, Lobo Rampart is a wonderful combination. Being able to just get those rampages, get those amped cover, and keep the ammo flowing with Loba is really a great recipe. And mm-hmm. I've grinded ranked as Loba it is awesome. I've said it before. It's a gun game. Loba provides those guns, and the combination is great. Well, speaking of weapons, let's talk about uh, what's friendliest over here on World's Edge. We kind of hinted about it earlier in this episode, but let's expand on it a little bit more. Yeah, you know, this is, if we were to compare all four maps now, this is the most shotgun and wingman friendly map. Mm-hmm. We don't really talk about that very often, but it is true, you mm-hmm. know? In between those urban fights, you know, that are close quarters, room to room, floor to floor, having the close range shotgun, really, really good. Eva is going to be strong. PK is going to be strong. Even the Mm -hmm. Mastiff is going to clean up here. The more buildings, the more shotguns. Simple formula. Yeah. 
Y equals MX that's plus how B. It goes. Yep. yep. <laughs> Simple algebra. Um, but you also, you know, having an LMG, we're always going to come back to the rampage. The functionality of an LMG in Apex is ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. hip fire ability, it's reload. Nothing is super punishing about the LMGs. And the fact that you can just suppress and spray down teams from afar kind of allow you to get those assists. If you're doing some damage, you're getting rank points. And so mm-hmm. it's really a good weapon to carry. For sure. Sniping yeah. is also, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely possible on World's Edge. Um, you have really great vantage points. Having the urban centers to have the rooftops is great for that. But gotta say that it's not the most effective strategy. It's mm-hmm. not the tactic that's going to maximize your KP um, and your range grind. Playing for positioning and getting that early KP is the way to climb the ranks. And you're probably not going to get a ton of kills with the sniper right off drop. Yeah, sniping to me is the more fun way to play mm-hmm. this potentially. It's a different play style. You can have success on it with World's Edge and, and Stormpoint like versus some of these other maps. But yeah, definitely not our meta of this of the season. You got to play into the cities and you got to play into the rampage right now uh, to have the most success out of your guns. And, you know, that leads to those close range fights, those shotguns, that wingman, the versatility, the SMGs, you know, car on this map is going to be really fun in the rank split, I imagine. So, yeah, that's the little world's edge guide. Any other final thoughts to throw in there besides the fact that we're seriously looking forward to it? And this is a map that we absolutely love playing ranked on. Yeah, I certainly am excited for it. There's so many great features about the map. I love the additions and the updates. I love Big Mod. I love mm-hmm. Comatizer. I love Lava Siphon. I think that they're great ranked POIs um, that I'll definitely take an advantage of. For sure. And now let's finish up this episode by wrapping it up with some five-star questions. First question coming from Ollie Saved My Life. Well, Ollie, that's very nice of them. Hello. I really enjoy the podcast. It helps me get through my day at work. My question for you, Legends, is my friend wants to start playing Apex for the first time. What are the best pieces of advice I could give to her as someone new to the game? Interesting. I've come to the right place. Listen to the pod. Share the pod. (laughs) Tell them to listen to the podcast. I think we try to go over a lot of small tips that compound into making everybody a lot better of a player. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're new to the game, you know, you just have the OG Legends. We really think that Bangalore is a good option uh, to start out. That's controversial. Some people like comment on our content and say that's the most crazy thing ever. Bangalore can completely destroy teammates with bad smokes and it just is very bad to play with. I disagree with that. You know, if you're covered in smoke and you can't shoot the enemy, the enemy can't really shoot you either. So, yeah, maybe it annoyed you, but it didn't kill you and you're safe. So, what I, th- I think about Bangalore is that she's the simplest legend yeah, to... that's why. She's the simplest legend to also play when you play with mm-hmm. the teammate. And by that, I mean sometimes when you play with your new person, you explain to them, hey, you make the calls on when they use abilities. Smoke, bombardment, two of the easiest ones to essentially relay in your head while you're focused on your own abilities and your own gunplay and all that kind of fun stuff, which is why I do like her as a really early starter. Other advice, though, use the guns that are easy and use the guns that are meta. Like, I think I look at the two guns that I would definitely recommend to beginners being the R301 and the Volt. 
and the rampage you know those those three right there they shoot straight they're easy to use picking up ammo is simple for them light energy heavy nothing crazy you're not talking arrows or anything like that but make sure they have these core guns that they can use consistently to have success yep i was gonna say the same thing can't forget about the vault it's really good yeah uh next question yeah let's go Keep it going. Coming from M. Lar Chang L. Hello. I love the show and have been listening ever since I discovered you guys over a week ago. Do you think that Respawn will ever refine the cross-platform chat system in a way where PlayStation players and Xbox players can create parties instead of using the in-game chat system as it's shaky at best, possibly implementing something within clubs? Well, my understanding is that cross-platform chat system... That is not in control of Respawn. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's an Xbox PlayStation issue, essentially. It's a real issue. I can tell you that. Yeah, in-game chat is not great. And shaky at best is a great describer. I would hope that something eventually is implemented to maybe help it. But what Apex did to counteract that is implement the single best ping system to ever introduced into a multiplayer br that has now been copied by every single game ever because it was so great they patented the technology to the point where they wanted other people to use it like that's how good it was for the system so if you're playing with you know your friends and you can't fully communicate sometimes use the ping system that's the best advice i can give yeah definitely have to say that but it's a problem i mean i'd love to see a system where you could just control the volume of individual players in your party i think that would go a long way to make it better but uh yeah this is certainly on the wish list no doubt no doubt that's that's gonna wrap it up though merry christmas to everyone enjoy your holiday if you're listening on christmas and thanks for spending time with us uh but thank you to our producer the third party 10 who supports us over on patreon subscribe and apple pause drop a follow on spotify leave a five star review with your question we'll answer on our next episode follow us on instagram and twitter at third party pod and check out the discord via the link in the description thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast we'll catch you next time peace hey now another squad coming in Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>